0: Releasing adrenaline in danger is actually a very rare uh, occurrence. Uh, What most people do not realize is what the true function of adrenaline is. And most people do not realize that the brain actually uh, has more sugar than any other tissue in the body.
1: Hi friends, in this week's episode we're going to be talking all about hormonal imbalances and adrenal fatigue. I'm sitting down with Dr. Michael Platt who is board-certified in internal medicine, and he's the president of the Platt Wellness Center. He's one of the most well-known specialists in natural hormone replacement and has successfully treated thousands of patients all over the world. He's also a renowned author with uh, multiple best selling books, including Adrenal Dominance and the Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones. And in this interview, we talk about the benefits of progesterone in modulating things like adrenaline and how it can help to alleviate many symptoms that people suffer with. So without further delay, let me introduce you now to Dr. Michael Platt. Dr. Dr. Platt, it's very good to have you here today. I'm really excited because this is a topic that we haven't really explored on the High Performance Health podcast. Um, specifically, we're going to be talking about adrenaline today uh, and the interplay mm. with other hormones. I know that you've, you have a book all about adrenaline and the conditions that it's linked to. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, and you're a real expert in this area. So first of all, let me welcome you to the show.
0: <clears throat> Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, it's great to have you here. Um, I think probably a good place to kick off is people think, most people listening will think of adrenaline as something that's released when we are excited. That would be the first place I'd jump. You know, you think of the <coughs> roller coaster or something like that. It seems that um, people have varying degrees of adrenaline. Uh, and uh, it's pretty interesting the conditions you link it to. Let's start with, first of all, what adrenaline is and um, so that people can understand it a bit better.
0: <clears throat> adrenaline uh, is, is a hormone, and it's also a neurotransmitter. It's both. And it's mostly known as, you know, they call it the fight-or-flight hormone. So when people are in danger, the, the body just pours out adrenaline. And that's what it's mostly known for. But the interesting thing is, is that... Um the releasing adrenaline in danger is actually a very rare uh, occurrence. Uh, what most people do not realize is what the true function of adrenaline is. And <clears throat> and most people do not realize that the brain actually uh, has more sugar than any other tissue in the body. And that's one of the two fuels that, that the brain has to have to function. So the body always wants to make sure that the brain has enough fuel in order to function. That is a survival concern. And uh, so anytime the body detects a drop in sugar in the brain, it puts out adrenaline to convert um, protein into glucose. It's called gluconeogenesis. So the primary function of adrenaline is just to make sure the brain has sugar. Um,
1: and so in, in a kind of fight or flight situation, then, I mean, adrenaline, I think, is linked with cortisol as well, right? Presumably, this is a way of fueling the body to either fight or hide or flee.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's a very powerful hormone mm-hmm. and a very powerful neurotransmitter. So um, and, and when the body is in a fight or flight situation, it does have a lot of effect on the body. A, a very simple thing, you know, people can experience cold hands and cold feet. And that's almost always attributed to an underactive thyroid, but actually that's adrenaline because adrenaline constricts blood vessels. It cuts off blood, it cuts off blood supply to areas of the body that are not needed for survival. Um, Another example is irritable bowel syndrome. You know, it cuts off blood supply to the intestines because they're not needed for survival. And it cuts off, and what people should also realize is that adrenaline cuts off blood supply to the salivary glands because they're not needed for survival either. So when people do hormone studies and they do saliva tests, uh, I don't even look at saliva tests because um, because adrenaline affects them. And um, <clears throat> so... Uh, so when they do a saliva test, they get a low cortisol in, um, in the saliva. And based on that, they diagnose adrenal fatigue, which is a condition that doesn't exist. If they did a blood test, they'd find the cortisol level is actually high because adrenaline is the hormone that creates stress in the body. And the body responds to stress by putting out cortisol. Mm-hmm.
1: Because cortisol itself is anti-inflammatory in nature. Yeah. 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 And helps reduce pain. Um But then over time, right, it's quite catabolic if you get that sustained release. Um, So with adrenaline, then we think of I think we just normally associate it with excitement. Um, I just before we kind of come to that and, and we were chatting offline about the link with things like creativity, you mentioned there about cold hands and feet. And this is something that a lot of people struggle with. A lot of people struggle with conditions like Raynaud's disease where they don't know how to treat it. Are conditions like that something that you have also linked with adrenaline? I had. Okay, interesting. And that's what because the body is um is cutting off, as you were saying, the blood supply to the non-essential part.
0: Right. I this whole thing about adrenaline, it, you know, I it, as you may know, I, I've written a book called Adrenaline Dominance. And it's the only book that has ever been written that actually talks about adrenaline, you know, why why the body produces it, conditions associated with it, and, and how to how to improve it. Um, so it's completely off the radar of the medical system. And there, and as we'll, and as we go on, we'll talk about a lot of the conditions that are associated with excess adrenaline that are considered incurable because the bottom line is it, in order to fix something, you have to treat the cause of it. And, and unfortunately we have a medical system where doctors are not trained to treat the cause of illness. They're trained to give out band-aids. Um, Basically, not always, but basically. So um, the, um, yeah, but medicine is a passion for me and and getting people well, it's very rewarding. And, And unfortunately, doctors should be seeing more of this, you know, getting people well.
1: One of the key things to optimizing your hormones is not just to get enough sleep, but quality sleep. And part of that is having a really good evening routine to encourage the release of melatonin. One of the most important things is limiting blue light exposure in the evening. Does that mean you can never work if you need to or watch your favorite Netflix series? No, but understanding how light and circadian rhythms work allows you to use biohacking to adopt a more ancestral way of living, even in modern times. After my evening meal, I pop on my blue light blocking glasses for a couple of hours before bed. My favourite blue blockers are from Boncharge. Boncharge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Boncharge products adopt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list is endless, and Boncharger's glasses are made in optics laboratories in Australia, not mass-produced in factories in Asia. And they have stylish frames that have been featured in GQ and Vogue and science-backed technology, tested to ensure they actually work, unlike other blue light glass companies. Buying a cheap pair of blue light glasses is a waste of money as they won't work. It's so important to invest in a high quality lens. Since wearing the blue light blocking glasses from BonCharge, my sleep is incredible. I am sleeping longer, deeper and feeling refreshed the next morning. I've been tracking with my HRV device and I get into deep states of recovery during sleep. And the cool thing about BonCharge's glasses is that they come in non-prescription, prescription and reading options. They also have glasses for every need: computer glasses for helping with digital eye strain, light sensitivity glasses for helping with low mood and migraines, and blue light blocking glasses for improving your sleep. Bond Charge also has other amazing products such as low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices, EMF, 5G protection, and 100% blackout sleep masks, all backed by science. Bond Charge also ships worldwide in rapid time with easy returns and exchanges. And you can save a cool 20% off any of their products. Go to bondcharge.com forward slash Angela and use coupon code Angela to save 20%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash Angela and use coupon code Angela to save 20%. And so with um, Adrenaline, why would somebody have more or higher levels of adrenaline being released than the next person?
0: Well, the the thing about adrenaline, uh, it, this is this is a genetic marker. In other words, if somebody has a lot of adrenaline, that means that one of both parents also had a lot of adrenaline. And the other thing is is that I have not uh, observed that people that are creative have the most adrenaline. Um, You've heard the term ADD. You know, there's (laughs) ADHD and there's ADD. ADD, uh, these are uh, people that have trouble focusing, but they're not hyperactive. But they're actually hyperactive in the brain, but they're not hyperactive physically. And um, so these are the creative type people. And, And why... And and, and and excess adrenaline, it, it begins at a very early age. You know, uh, even when the baby is in the womb, th- those mothers that have a baby that does a lot of kicking, that extra kicking, that's adrenaline. And these are usually the babies that when they're born are the ones that will have colic. And colic is always caused by excess adrenaline. And it's the kind of thing you can get rid of in, in about three minutes um, just by putting some progestin cream on the baby's belly um that's so, very interesting very interesting
1: um so what about then conditions like you talk about babies with colic or they can get reflux adults can also get that sort of gastric reflux and distress is that also linked with it? well uh, i know i
0: know uh, i know that colic is um um, I think there are different reasons for the reflux, uh, pyloric stenosis or whatever, but, <clears throat> um, and I don't see babies, so I, I can't be that <clears throat> cognizant of exactly what goes on with babies, but, um, but I do know that, that, that colic is caused by excess adrenaline. And later on, uh, those children that ha- that are bedwetters, um, That's only caused by excess adrenaline. And again, you only see that in creative type children because again, they have the most adrenaline. But you can get rid of bedwetting in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. And we'll talk about this.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about this because I think that um, obviously in terms of neurotransmitters and performance specifically, there is, you sometimes want to get close to the edge, right, to enhance performance. So presumably there's something like adrenaline and things like dopamine, there is a sort of an equilibrium you want to reach or a certain amount that you need at certain times to feel motivated to be, to tap into that creativity. How can we manage that and have the right levels so that we can explore what we want to do uh, and achieve, you know, and perform at the highest level, but not get the unwanted effects?
0: Well, actually, um, the the creativity does not cause the excess adrenaline. <clears throat> the excess adrenaline actually enhances the creativity, um, and so being creative itself uh, is not harmful. Um, but if you are creative and you realize that you are prone to increase adrenaline, um, that can be fixed. Um, and it's see when, when people have a lot of adrenaline and. And they should realize that, you know, a lot of people experience anxiety. The only thing that causes anxiety is excess adrenaline. <clears throat> and look at all the millions of people with ADHD. Um, my book is actually the only book that ever talks about the fact that ADHD is caused by excess adrenaline. And you can actually eliminate ADHD in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. So, um, and, and, you know, to some people that... But, you know, what's interesting uh, is that I I get a lot of information about different conditions from different parts of the world. And, and, you know, you're in England and they talk a lot about conditions like PMDD and cyclical vomiting syndrome and whatever. And they don't realize that these are conditions caused by excess adrenaline Um, and are fixable, actually. And so
1: would somebody be aware that they have excesses of adrenaline or is it only when they develop these symptoms and obviously most people are not aware right because they're not aware of your research necessarily but what would they how would somebody know that they had excess adrenaline
0: well first of all people with excess adrenaline have trouble sleeping they may have trouble falling asleep and they will certainly have trouble staying asleep the, um, they'll also may find they grind their teeth at night or, or keep their jaw clenched. The, uh, they'll get up to, at night to urinate because adrenaline gives people that urge to urinate. Even during the day, you know, they, on television, they call it an overactive bladder. But, you know, those people, but adrenaline gives people that urge to urinate. Um, and then um, people with excess adrenaline will, will find they're quick to anger, they'll short fused and they may may have cold hands and cold feet, they'll almost always carry a lot of tension in the back of their neck. Um, And and this neck tension can cause tinnitus, ringing in the ears, and it can cause headaches, uh, severe headaches that are always mistaken for migraines. They're called migraines, but but the headache is actually something called occipital neuritis, uh, which causes excruciating headaches and, and the pain comes from the occipital nerve sheath at, at the base of the skull. And, um, and the, the muscle, tense muscle, squeeze that nerve sheath and, and cause these severe headaches. Very often, the pain shoots right into the back of the eye. And, uh, and these headaches are very easy to get rid of, you know, just by lowering adrenaline. Um, you know, every, every condition that I talk about is easy to get rid of just by lowering adrenaline. And that's why it's probably important for people to understand that um, that they can actually have a lot of control over their health that they can't get from their doctors sometimes. Um, and and we'll what is the best that.
1: way to uh, lower adrenaline?
0: Well, you know, first of all, you have to realize where it's coming from. And like I, I mentioned that the body uses adrenaline to raise sugar levels for the brain. So people, instead of having the body use adrenaline to provide fuel for the brain, they can provide fuel themselves by how they eat. Now, the brain uses two different fuels. Uh, one, One is glucose, sugar. And the best source of glucose for the brain comes from vegetables. And then the other fuel, which is even more important, are ketones. And, you know, people hear about a ketogenic diet which I, I don't recommend because it's a very difficult diet to accomplish. But you can get ketones directly from coconut oil, which is a great fuel for cooking, uh, or something called MCT oil, medium chain triglyceride oil, MCT oil, which comes from coconut oil. Um, and, and both of these oils convert into ketones. So you can get ketones for the brain by eating, you know, by using these two oils. and. It only takes about 24 hours to lower adrenaline. We're not talking about a long-term treatment program. So, um, so once people start providing the right fuel to the brain, there's a dramatic drop in the amount of adrenaline the body produces. And then the only other thing that needs to be added is a 5% progesterone cream. Now, progesterone cream is a hormone. And most people, including doctors, think that progesterone is a woman's hormone. They don't realize that men and women have the identical hormones, different levels, but the same hormones. Uh, And as it is, men stop making progesterone around the age of 50. And and after men stop making progesterone, certain things happen to their body, and we can talk about that. But but progesterone directly blocks adrenaline. and very effectively and very quickly. That's Um, interesting because
1: I had, I had realized the link between progesterone production, Oh, sorry, progesterone and the production of GABA. And I was aware that, you know, when you're producing GABA, right, we're engaging a more parasympathetic state. And when we have too much glutamate, we are more in sympathetic drive. So you can't have kind of high levels of glutamate and GABA produced at the same time what you're saying is progesterone is also affecting <clears throat> the production of adrenaline
0: it is, it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: okay which an adrenaline then in turn is affecting the production of cortisol
0: <laughs> yes
1: okay right. just tracking back a little bit before we talk about progesterone in more detail you mentioned there about uh, glucose for the brain and also for um the uh, ketones, right? And getting, uh-huh. rather than following a ketogenic diet, getting your ketones from things like coconut oil. So are you saying here that actually the combination of ketones with some glucose from things like vegetables works well? So it's not that we're trying to get into a state of ketosis, but taking exogenous ketones, or could you clarify how that would work?
0: Well, the, the advantage of being in ketosis is that the body's already producing ketones. Mm-hmm. But if you're but if you're providing ketones via coconut oil and MCT oil, you don't need to be in ketosis. Okay. Um, okay. I, so I don't just know by I...
1: having coconut oil could be helpful. And is yes. there a specific time of day? Like, is this something that you would recommend, for example, in the morning, upon waking? What, what is this? Uh, does this have a biorhythm in terms of the production of uh, adrenaline?
0: Well, you know, what, what it all comes down to is that the brain is using glucose and, and ketones for fuel. And the, the more active the brain is, the more quickly the body uses up these fuels. For example, a creative brain uses up fuel in about three hours. So there's not a specific time of day. Basically, it's throughout the day that you should be providing fuel for the brain, all depending on, on what you're doing. Um, people that do a lot of exercise, you know, their muscles are burning up glucose. So again, another reason why they should be eating more vegetables um, just to provide glucose. Um, the um, so, so everybody's different. There's no one size fits all. You know, people have to learn for themselves exactly how what what they need to provide the brain to in order to function without a lot of adrenaline. Um,
1: and would they, when you're talking about vegetables there, are these all types of vegetables? Um, well, starchy and well, non
0: starchy? Well, green vegetables are, are really good because they're zero glycemic. They don't produce any insulin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, white potatoes are, or uh, starches um, actually produce a lot of sugar. However, uh, there's a, a condition or something called resistant starches. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, so, so people are allowed to have cold white potatoes, like potato salad. That's acceptable, but not hot white potatoes. But they can have sweet potatoes because they're, <clears throat> they're lower glycemic. And, um, and what I actually recommend is in, when it comes to sweet potatoes, that instead of baking them, to slice them up and fry them in coconut oil. And that way, people get both fuels in in one side dish. And I I also recommend that people eat something before they go to sleep. And the reason for that um, is that uh, adrenaline peaks at two thirty in the morning. That's when the highest levels of adrenaline occur. And in fact, a lot of people wake up at that time to urinate. And um, and some women get hot flashes at that time. The um, so so by eating something before they go to sleep, the brain will have fuel, so they so they can sleep throughout the night better. So, um, and I recommend they're using progesterone right before they do eat, and and progesterone for two reasons. Number one, it blocks adrenaline, but it but progesterone also blocks insulin. And the problem with insulin is that when insulin goes up, blood sugar drops. So when you get that drop in sugar, the body puts out more adrenaline to raise sugar levels. So another way of controlling adrenaline is to control insulin. And progesterone does both. It controls insulin and adrenaline. Okay. It's mostly, yeah. <clears throat>
1: yeah, that's interesting. So actually, um, and also controlling that glycemic load as well, presumably, because if, you get, if you're spiking your blood sugar, fast-burning carbs and you're getting that big insulin spike that's gonna you're, you get a blood sugar spike initially but then insulin removes it and then if you're not eating again mm. then <clears throat> you're going to produce more adrenaline right to create more glucose
0: exactly yeah okay
1: so you can kind of be on a roller coaster so you, for people that struggle with this having a high sugar diet is probably very deleterious i mean it is for yeah. everyone but particularly if you have an adrenaline problem
0: you know um i've seen a lot of patients throughout the years and but one particularly stands out. He, he was a gentleman. He was about 47 years old. And, and the reason he came in to see me is that every morning he would wake up and vomit. Now, the only thing, the only thing that will cause that kind of vomiting is adrenaline. You know, when you hear about women that vomit throughout their entire pregnancy, they call it hyperemesis gravidarum. That's also caused by adrenaline. You know, doctors don't realize that, but that that's the cause. Um, so... The reason he came in was because he was vomiting every morning. And he also had severe fibromyalgia, which is not surprising because that's another condition caused by excess adrenaline. And so I, I put some progestin cream under his arm and he rubbed his arms together. And, and we started talking again. And after about five minutes, he sat back in the chair and he looked at me and he said, Doc, in my entire life, I've never felt this good. And that's only after five minutes, um, so you know progesterone is a it's a it's a miracle hormone that really should have more publicity, if you will. Um, sure. Now, unfortunately, you know most doctors that are prescribing progesterone are giving women oral progesterone now, like Prometrium. And the problem with oral progesterone is that it goes straight to the liver and it converts into a different hormone called allopregnanolone. 90% of oral progesterone is converted into a different hormone. It's not progesterone. So again, people should be aware that if they want the benefits of progesterone, they need to use a cream, not a pill, nothing oral. You know, no trochase, just, just the cream. Because the cream goes directly into the bloodstream and bypasses the liver.
1: Would you like a snapshot of where you are in your health journey right now with personalized advice from me on how to improve? Go to yourtotalhealthcheck.com and take my 60-second biohacking quiz and I will send you your free health score and personalized report with recommendations on each area of my SHIFT protocol for health optimization. SHIFT contains the five key pillars you need to focus on for optimal health. Sleep, hormones, insights to track, how to fuel your body with the right nutrition, light, hydration, and breath work, and training for your body and mind. Go to yourtotalhealthcheck.com to find out your score in each area and get personalized recommendations from me on how to improve. It takes less than 60 seconds and you can take the quiz as many times as you want to and track your improvement by following my guidance. Simply go to yourtotalhealthcheck.com to get started. Because i would also seen that, like depending on your pathway in the body, whether it's an alpha pathway or not, the way you metabolize progesterone that you take orally can impact whether or not you do, in fact, sleep better. So not everybody taking oral progesterone is necessarily going to sleep better.
0: Um, I've never seen anybody benefit from oral progesterone. I'll and be never honest seen with anyone you.
1: Anyone benefit from oral progesterone? No. Okay.
0: Well, so they you have would women. Use they
1: cream.
0: yeah, they have women take it at night because that what the side effect of oral progesterone is that makes people sleepy. And um, but that's a side effect. It's not because um, but it, it but it but when people use progesterone cream they also can sleep better because it's blocking adrenaline, which is what you want it to do.
1: Okay. That's interesting because my understanding with the oral one and the side effect was more the way it was metabolized depending on which pathway you preferred. Uh, and if it was that alpha pathway. With the progesterone cream, how often would people be taking this? Because I think this will be interesting to a lot of women, particularly in perimenopause, when progesterone is low, how, and they develop anxiety quite often, right? Um, How long would they, how often, and and how much would they need to be taking or using?
0: I I usually recommend that when women are first, or men, men also, you know, men also need progesterone. That people, when they first start using progesterone, use it in accordance with how much adrenaline they have. So if they have a lot of symptoms of excess adrenaline, you know, the trouble sleeping, the anger issues, the um, trouble uh, with tension in the back of the neck and the cold. If they have a lot of adrenaline, then I recommend that they use it four times a day until, until their adrenaline levels come down. And then twice a day is fine. Um, you, what's nice about progesterone cream, you cannot overdose on it. You could use okay. it 30 times a day. What, what is that? You know, when, when women are pregnant, you know, as you probably know, the placenta puts out progesterone and they get incredibly high levels of progesterone and, you know, I mean, levels that cannot be duplicated. And so if, if a woman and the fetus can tolerate that amount of progesterone, why shouldn't a normal person be able to tolerate? a high dose of progesterone. Um, you, using it 30 times a day, which is obviously nobody that does that, but even using it 30 times a day will not duplicate the amount of progesterone that women produce when they're pregnant. So it's just, it's just a very safe hormone.
1: And when um, uh, women are pregnant and they struggle with, um, you know, constant uh, nausea, and vomiting, why are they getting that? I know you mentioned there that they have high levels of adrenaline, but given that progesterone itself is so high in pregnancy, uh, why would they be experiencing so much sickness? Should it not be already offsetting
0: adrenaline? Well, actually, well, first of all, the first trimester, the first three months, uh, the nausea and vomiting due to estrogen, not not adrenaline. And progesterone also blocks estrogen. So it's, it's good for morning sickness. the first trimester now if the morning sickness persists into the second and third trimester then we're dealing with adrenaline and you're right uh, the placenta should be pouring out enough progesterone to control that but in some women uh, they are producing so much adrenaline that um, that even the amount of progesterone that the placenta is putting putting out is not enough to prevent that nausea and vomiting Um, but when people do, when women have hyperemesis gravidarum, uh, not only do they need the cream, but I also recommend, you know, the progesterone suppositories and uh, and eating, obviously eating correctly.
1: It's interesting because when I was pregnant, my, my first two pregnancies were with boys and the uh, nausea continued, the morning sickness, uh, till for the first trimester. Uh, when I was pregnant a third time with my daughter, it continued right up until I gave birth.
0: Um, the um, but you only see this in creative type women I should mention okay. the uh, <laughs> what the, the, the sickness. Sickness.
1: right
0: well it's just that creative women have a lot of adrenaline
1: Okay interesting so well, I guess my concern as being someone who is who, who likes to be creative and, and enjoy that side uh, is if I was to use something like progesterone cream which you definitely uh, piqued my interest in, in giving it a go um, would I then lose some of that creativity?
0: Did, did you say that you'd lose some of the yeah
1: would, yeah would I lose some of that creativity let's assume that my creativity like oh, the people the... Who are creative produce a lot of address uh, 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 sorry creative people produce a lot more adrenaline right. so therefore one of the things that I enjoy is the creative side to my work so if I was to begin to use progesterone and offset I mean I don't know if I have hydrogen but it offset some of that would i then lose some of the creative flare?
0: in in all the years i've been dealing with this i've never um, had a, anybody who has lost their creativity okay. um, but at the same time you realize when you lower the adrenaline levels your your ability to focus improves So maybe, so there might be a a slight decrease in the amount of creativity, but the amount, the ability to focus improves, which might sort of undo, undo that.
1: Okay. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. And does it vary day to day? Because for me, for example, I find that, uh, you know, there are some days when I feel a lot more relaxed. There are other days when I wake up, but you know, wired at sort of 4.30, I'm an early riser anyway, at 4.30 in the morning. And it's kind of hard to take some meditation and exercise to really like create that laser focus. Um, does this vary naturally from day to day?
0: Well, adrenal, adrenal levels do vary from day to day, but, um, but basically once you, you, you should be able to control it very well just by eating correctly and using the progestin cream. Um, your body will tell you what it needs. Um, And like I say, you cannot hurt yourself with a progesterone cream.
1: And is there a specific strength that that we should be looking for?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, The the amount required is a 5% progesterone cream. Now, 5% means that each pump is 50 milligrams. And 50 milligrams is the exact strength you need to block adrenaline. So... So the strength you want that you want to look for is a 5% progesterone cream.
1: Okay, this is interesting. Now, um, would you find that, oh, sorry, you carry on and then I'll ask you the question.
0: Um, you know, usually over-the-counter progesterone is like one or 2%. So I, I just want... Um, um, so it's
1: a prescription you know, cream?
0: Well, the prescription cream you get from a compounding pharmacy and they can give you a 5% cream um, If people need it, they can get a five percent cream off my website okay. um, without a prescription.
1: Okay, it's good to know. Um, would you then anticipate, for example, then, uh, if someone is having poor blood glucose control, obviously eating the vegetables, the coconut oil, well, this is going to go oh, quite a way to helping with that, and, and the fiber in, in those foods um, helps with glucose. What about uh, just using the progesterone cream? Would you expect to see better blood sugar balance?
0: Uh, just using progesterone cream, they would get some, yeah, they would get some, somewhat of a balance, uh, but incorporating the meal plan, which means vegetables and coconut oil and, and MC2O will enhance that, definitely enhance that. Um, I don't know if I made that clear. Uh, eating is probably more important than the cream eating correctly is probably more important than the cream is. Um, and so would you advise
1: in like, people like this that that are listening to this and they're thinking that they have high adrenaline levels um, that they don't leave long periods? Um, you know how does intermittent fasting, for example, work uh, in relation to people with high adrenaline?
0: Um, <laughs> how do uh, I'm sorry. They, they, how does what work? The um...
1: sorry. So, like for people that you were mentioning around how adrenaline, uh, if the brain doesn't have enough glucose, then the brain will or the body will release adrenaline to fuel the the hungry brain effectively. Um, I'm just curious whether people with higher levels of um, adrenaline should avoid long periods of fasting. I know you mentioned at night that they may benefit from, you know, having a meal before or not a meal, but having something to eat before they go to bed. What about for people that maybe are thinking, actually, I like to fast until midday? Would that be something you would advise against?
0: It is something I would advise against. You're right. Um, you know, intermittent fasting does have some benefits, but not a lot of benefits for people with a lot of adrenaline, because if they go too long without eating, they will be living on adrenaline. Mm -hmm. Um, And what they have to realize is that the the reason why the body is releasing adrenaline is to raise sugar levels, you know, for the brain. And now remember, I mentioned that adrenaline peaks at 2.30 in the morning. And this is when people are just lying in bed. And when the body releases adrenaline, which is a very powerful hormone, um, it creates stress to the body and the body responds to stress by putting out cortisol. And the first thing cortisol does, it also raises glucose levels through a different process called glycogenolysis, uh, where it converts glycogen into glucose. And so while people are lying in bed, they're producing two hormones that raise sugar. And what's interesting, is that I am convinced that this is the number one cause of weight gain and that people are actually gaining weight while they're sleeping and they're not aware of it. You know, uh-huh. they exercise and diet during the day, but when they're sleeping, they're putting out all this adrenaline. So the, um, yeah, so people should be aware. So, so when they're fasting again, the the brain is not getting fuel. So the body will be putting out adrenaline. So um, yeah. So the, bottom line is i i don't recommend intermittent fasting especially for people that are trying to lose weight and that's why people you you know um those are the number one kinds of people that use intermittent fasting for weight loss yeah Um, it's
1: interesting what you say there as well because um when you look at kind of some of the scientific research that's been done on lipid utilization for example it seems that we don't we don't sort of use fats as effectively as we get older so it's not necessarily that we're gaining weight um because we're eating so much more all of a sudden and we're just storing more fat but also really utilization is going down and so that that if you know if that's the case and people then have high levels of adrenaline and cortisol we know that then when that glucose is released into the blood insulin is released and insulin blocks the burning of fat right so now you are story anymore. So actually, they could well be gaining weight while they sleep, which is probably not an appealing thought to most people. (laughs) You want to be burning fat as you sleep.
0: Yeah, the way it is. But you're right, fat is the only food that doesn't stimulate insulin production. So, Mm.
1: Yeah. What about men then? You mentioned there that men stop producing progesterone at the age of 50.
0: Um, um, right around that age. And, you know, what's interesting is that after the age of 50, men start developing prostate cancer and keep in mind that prostate cancer is, is another cancer caused by estrogen. And, um, and so now they have nothing to block, you know, progesterone also blocks estrogen along with insulin and adrenaline. So now they have nothing to block estrogen. So very, so men can develop prostate cancer. And the other thing is that men also start putting on weight around the middle because now they have no progesterone. They have no hormone blocking insulin. So progesterone, it's an important hormone for men also, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just as it's important for women. Um, And... And, you know, I think I mentioned that, you know, progestin is good for colic in babies. Um, you know, if you have a baby with colic, you just rub some progestin cream on the baby's belly. It'll go away in anywhere from three to five minutes instead of staying <laughs> up with I a I wish I'd known
1: that a few years ago. When well, yeah, when,
0: you know, women and, and men stay up all night with a crying baby, but they don't have to. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. You know, well, it, 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 it comes down to treating the cause of illness. and. You know, unfortunately there's very little training with regard to the cause of illness. Um, And
1: is there any other interplay when we're looking at progesterone and you were mentioning there around creativity and focus uh, and taking progesterone will help to sharpen that focus. Um, Is there any other interplay when you're using progesterone cream between, obviously if it's blocking adrenaline, is it enhancing any of the other neurotransmitters that may enhance things like focus and flow, like dopamine or anandamine, anything
0: like that. You know, I have to apologize. I'm not, I'm not a scientist.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was so, just curious uh, you if you'd
1: know, seen any research around that.
0: I, I, I have not. Uh, you know, progesterone has been, for the most part, sort of like an ignored hor- hormone and it shouldn't be. Mm. Um, yeah, but it all comes down to basically is that whatever works. And, but the, um, but I, I think if, if more people were aware of how many conditions are related to excess adrenaline, um, you know, you know, I mentioned fibromyalgia, it's a condition that's considered incurable. Um, and that, you know, and that takes anywhere from three days to three weeks to get rid of uh, just by lowering adrenaline. Uh, there's a condition called chronic interstitial cystitis, which is also caused by too much adrenaline. Uh, and that can go away in about two weeks. The um, uh, PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, considered incurable, always treated with antidepressants, which do nothing. Um, the um, so, road rage goes away in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, and, and, these, and these are the conditions that people can get rid of at home without even going to see a doctor you know they they can start eating correctly and using some progesterone cream um what
1: about people that um are considered kind of adrenaline junkies and they're looking for extreme sports to provide stimulation
0: well unfortunately (laughs) well uh they live on adrenaline and um um so, so they're utilizing adrenaline to to enhance whatever it is the thrill that they're, they're that they're looking for. I'm not recommending that, but but um, but you know, athletes have an incredible amount of adri- excess adrenaline, uh, but that that's what makes them good in sports. Uh, people in the in the army and people in law enforcement always have high levels of adrenaline, and again, this is utilized in in their in their work, but it, but it also causes them to be quick to anger or, or need to get into drugs or alcohol just to relax or you know if you look at, at people involved with in, in the sports industry there's a lot of wife beating and I'm, I'm just saying adrenaline is a very powerful hormone um the um and while we're talking about sports inju- injuries you know football um they get a lot of head injuries and, and progesterone is actually the drug of choice for traumatic brain injury because it reduces swelling in the brain. And so, it, um, and, and again, this is unknown to, you know, people that have sports team. Um, <clears throat> um, I think we could do a lot better in terms of letting people know how to get, you know, it, and a lot of it, you know, people have to take, Um, responsibility for their own health and unfortunately you can't rely on a medical system that has no interest in their being healthy so
1: and how did you come um how did you come to find this because it's it's you know not something that's well known about how did you uh hit upon the fact that
0: uh, adrenaline
1: was so key in all these diseases
0: um my mother died at the age of 61 of breast cancer And right after she died, I realized that I had inherited her hormones. You know, again, remember I said men and women had the same hormones. And this is back many, many years ago. And in those days, every time I was driving, I used to have to slap my face trying to keep my eyes open. So I knew I was getting low blood sugars. And the only thing that'll cause low blood sugars is too much insulin. And... Um and the thing about insulin, you know, insulin puts on weight around the middle, and my mother had some excess weight around the middle. Um and so and she had breast cancer, so she, I knew she was low on progesterone. So I started using progesterone. And, and from that day, I had never ever had an episode of sleepiness while driving. So I knew that progesterone controlled insulin. And but what happened was that it, it, it got me intrigued about hormones, you know, bioidentical hormones. So I learned, you know, I, I tried to learn as much as I could about these bioidentical hormones. And I, and I devoted my practice to treating people with hormones. But I had the advantage of being able to sit down for about two hours with every patient and talk to them. And I learned how the body operated. And I learned how the body responds to hormones. Um, and. So, and this is called observational-based medicine. Uh, unfortunately, we have a system which is called evidence-based medicine. That's what doctors, you know, their golden thing is evidence-based medicine. But that's drug companies, you know, that do evidence-based medicine because they can afford to. So, and, but medicine always developed based on observation over thousand years this, you know people doctors observed what <clears throat> what happened so um so I, I was able to observe how people responded to hormones and um uh, which is which is helpful uh, my first book was called the miracle of bioidentical hormones and it literally brought thousands of patients to my office from all over the country and all over the world came in because of this book it, it's gotten 11 literary, literary awards. Um, Of course, the medical board in California felt the ideas were dangerous. But anyway, um, so, yeah, but hormones control everything in the body. Everything is controlled by hormones. And unfortunately, doctors get no training in hormones.
1: And I think you also mentioned other kind of uh, conditions. You mentioned ADD earlier, but also um, autism, you mentioned in the book. Um, Have you found progesterone therapy useful for autism?
0: Exceptionally useful. Um, children with autism have incredibly high levels of adrenaline, and um, and so they respond very well to eating correctly and using progesterone cream. Um, kids that do not talk, they start verbalizing, and usually they have a lot to say. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, yeah, and you know, it, 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 those children with autism that, you have, you, who have um, temper tantrums? The temper tantrums go away. Um, anyway, it, they, they respond very positively to lowering adrenaline.
1: So it seems like it's suitable for for everyone from babies right up.
0: It uh, it it it's what's nice about it. You can't hurt anybody with it.
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah, because you know. I guess that was going to be my question is, what about teenagers, you know, their hormones are changing. Teenage boys are getting more testosterone. Is there any downside to them using something like a progesterone?
0: Not, not, it doesn't really affect other hormones. Um, because there's no such thing as a progesterone stimulating hormone. So you're not suppressing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know their conditions. You know, women get like fibroids and endometriosis and <clears throat> fibrous uh, um, poly- polycystic ovaries, all caused by too much estrogen. And and women are put on birth control pills, and so they stop ovulating, which means they stop making progesterone. So they take away the most important hormone in their body, which is progesterone. When and and doctors and so every woman on on birth control pills should be on progesterone, but they're Excellent. not.
1: And it would offset this estrogen dominance. That they're,
0: they're you know, doing. frankly, women get abused by our medical system. Um, I'm just mm. saying that's the way it is.
1: Mm. I think a lot of women don't feel listened to. Interesting. Um Thank you very much. Are there any last tips you'd like to share before we link to your book and where people can find more about you and your work?
0: <laughs> well, I do have a website and and there's a lot of information on there and I'm always available. Actually, um, you know, I would assume that most of your listeners are in England. Uh,
1: About 30% or more listeners actually are in uh, North America.
0: But let me tell you something, you know, there's a doctor in England that actually did the most for, um, getting progesterone on the map. Um, don't, I think her uh to da- 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 Dawson. Yeah, she was not I don't think she was well taken care of. <laughs> but and but but she's the one that used to recommend really high dosages of progesterone for women with PMS and and what she which she didn't call it that, but they, they had had PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Which is debilitating
1: for many women.
0: I, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um yeah, they, I have a website. It's uh, www.plattwellness.com and um, and there's a place where they can send in questions and, you know, and I do respond to the question.
1: And that's on the website, is it?
0: On the website.
1: On the website. Brilliant. And they can also find your book on Amazon.
0: Especially. Well, you know, in, you know, somebody put another book with the same title called Adrenaline Dominance, which is 55 pages long and, and it's... It was completely un- undecipherable. Anyway, they took my book off and left that left, and put that book on, and um, so they can get the book on my website. And uh, you know, dealing with Amazon is very tough.
1: I think your book is available on Amazon UK. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, um, really? <laughs> okay. But we
1: will link. We will link to all of that in the show notes. Um, thank you okay. so much for coming on the show and sharing your time mm-hmm. today, and and enlightening us on on progesterone specifically, and also on on the impacts of adrenaline, which seem to be very far reaching. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's show and for your interest in health optimization for high performance. If you're new to my podcast, you may be interested to know that you can get a free health score and report complete with personalized recommendations on how to optimize your sleep, nutrition, fitness, and resilience in the top link in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Links to everything we talked about are also in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for more.